Hello and welcome to Fictional Fans, a podcast where we explore how deep one of the internet's darkest holes goes. And that hole is fan fiction. I am the brown streak, Quinn the Hedgehog, and joining me from the other side of the tubes, we have... I'm Sonic George, the human. And I am Austin, the Australian bush turkey. Fear my talons! <laughs> and if you couldn't tell from our introduction, our very first episode, we will be tackling the deep and philosophical subject of Sonic the Hedgehog, its fan base, and the stories they write. Stories more like sagas, magnum opuses, Quinn. <laughs> It's not just single stories that they tell. I mean, uh, spoiler alert, the story that I'm going to be reading is currently on its 35th chapter. My second pick that didn't make the episode had 321 chapters. Jesus Christ. So, 321 yeah. examples of why Sonic the Hedgehog is the greatest video game series of all time. <laughs> And why Mario is, if anything, a cheap imitation and shadow of Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Yeah. I mean, after all, Nintendo does not have blast processing. We need to remember that. <laughs> blast processing is the only true processing. Thank you. Just as Sonic is the only true Super Saiyan. Oh, boy. We're saving the Dragon Ball stuff for later. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so... If anyone's been on the internet for any length of time, they have probably encountered some aspect of the Sonic the Hedgehog fandom, whether it's the rabid adherence of, this game is good, this game is shit, fuck you if you think otherwise, or if it's like, here's my OC, it's Sonic the Hedgehog, but he's yellow and his name is Joe. And you know what? He's the best. Do you guys have any theories as to why that is? What, what brought these people to be the way they are? Well, Sonic, by being a, a anthropomorphized animal, is something that can be very easily customized and self-inserted into. And then you also have the fact that Sonic characters are relatively basic. Yeah, it's got a very simple art style. It, yeah, it's a very simple art style that can be modified and changed to however the user wants it to be. Yeah, and and it's a very expressive art style as well. So it. It, it, it it's good cartoony it's easy to use also there was the cartoon shows when we were kids oh the cartoon shows and and, and you have all that going on in addition to i mean it's it's just like with any fandom the the fans will feel a need to transform it to make themselves more represented within the work and when you have something like sonic that is already so uh, vague and not necessarily realistic. It, it just, I think, breeds that even further. George, do you have any theories on this? My only theory is that the writing is so horrible because you know, Sonic is, you know, it's a children's thing. It's not. It's meant for a younger. Audience. You take that shit back. And no, this podcast children, is over. Younger children. You no, play, Sonic play is Sonic. a miracle. <laughs> And then they're like, well, I want to write my own thing, but they don't have any marketable skills. Like, they can't write, and they can't draw pictures or anything, for the most part. You know, there's exceptions. And that's why you get all these horrible stories with no grammar and that are, you know, giant paragraphs that consist of a single sentence and stuff like that. The run-on sentence is an effective tool to illustrate just how fast Sonic is. <laughs> 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 Thank <laughs> you.
Well, I think that's enough discussion of the uh, psychology of a Sonic fan. What we're more concerned about, about, and this podcast is more concerned about as a whole, what that psychology produces. Namely, its stories, which we have all brought one of to the table today. George, I believe you're starting us off. I I am. I have... uh... So, what is your story? (laughs) What's it about? And why should we be excited? I have... uh... Sonic the Hedgehog, colon, Make America Great Again, <laughs> by uh, America vs. Warlord. Uh, he, made a, he made a synopsis of the plot. Uh, it goes, actions speak louder than words, and the barrel of a gun speaks loudest of all. Sonic the Hedgehog, a fearless warrior who trusts only his instincts and his shotgun, fights alone after America get in to protect this star-spangled country, will he be able to save America from the diabolical clutches of communism, or will his quest for revenge ultimately destroy him? This podcast is over. So if I, if I, can, if I can begin, we have a quote. <laughs> Go on. Uh, Freedom ain't free. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants, says Tupac. Tupac? The- do you mean Tupac? No. And here we Tupac go. Tupac Shakur? Here, here we go. The year is 2010. The United States of America, as we know it, has been destroyed. Long ago, we looked upon a foreboding sky. The 50 million year conflict between the Americans and communists raged, destroying all life. Okay, hang on. Age. Wait, did you say 15 million? Well, I said 50 million. Oh, okay. So I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, numbers different, questions still stand. (laughs) What are you talking about? It's 50 million years between where the Americans and the communists raged, destroying all life in its wake. I don't know what you're talking about. So did we have access to time machine technology? Oh, yeah, no, this is actually a Red Alert 2 crossover. Okay, okay, so we used a time machine to go back in time to create magma cannons. And the Soviets followed us back? <laughs> I don't know. We, I haven't finished the story yet. I don't know if we'll have a time machine. Okay. <laughs> anyway, 50 million years in the future. For some reason, there's still communism and also America, but go on. America's eternal, Quinn. The red, white, and blue will never die in our hearts. Damn straight, son. The forces of America lost the war and were annihilated in an apocalyptic bloodbath, a cataclysmic event that would later become to known as Americageddon. The final war may have ended, but for some, the real battle has only just begun. In an age where the wicked forces of Marxism reign, there is only one righteous patriot still alive and able to fight for America, justice, and freedom. His name is Sonic the Hedgehog. man known by his enemies only as the communist hunter armed to the teeth and ready to avenge his fallen kinsman sonic sets out alone on his harley davison trademarked motorcycle to fight the cruel fate that his people have been dealt this hedgehog will let nothing stop him not even death itself until he frees his enslaved country from the diabolical clutches of communism and restores so america did lose yeah, yeah, they did, because they, the America popped Yeah, no, this America entire story, like, Sonic is powered entirely by spite. Like, this isn't going to okay. fix it. This isn't going to bring America back, but, you know, you'll feel better. He's trying to bring it back. He's trying to defeat the forces of communism. Uh, the, the communist hunter 
is in no way a better name than Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> like, the blue blur is at least, you know, shorter than Sonic the Hedgehog, and also descriptive of what makes him so special. The Communist Hunter is well, just as long. Of, that's his job description. I'm just saying, if you ref- if they're they're trying to refer to him as if this is a badass title. Oh, he is. In this it's, story, it's like, he does some cool things. Okay, go on, go on. This is the chronicle of this man, not hedgehogs. This man's life, death, and the legacy he left behind. So that kind of implies that Sonic the Hedgehog is just some dude in a in a Sonic costume just going around. This is his story, Ellipsis. So now we're getting to the actual story. Yeah, I was going to say, we're almost, we're, we're starting. The blinding neon lights of Neo-Detroit's capital city flooded Sonic's senses as he approached... Wait, so Neo-Detroit is a state? Yeah. Okay. As he approached on the back of his motorcycle, deafening horrorcore rap spewed from the speakers of this righteous American's Harley. Okay, fuck no. Horrorcore (laughs) is terrible. Okay, are you too familiar with horrorcore? I I have not heard of horrorcore before, no. Okay, are you familiar with the insane clown posse? Oh god, is (laughs) is is Sonic the Hedgehog communist hunter a juggalo? He is a ma- he is running awesome. with the hatchet. Awesome. Oh, this is topical because his music reflecting Sonic's intense love for the insane clown posse. Oh my god! <laughs> Where's the ripcord? I need to pull it. Sonic the Hedgehog was a was a man of the Lord. Oh god! Because all of ICP's albums turned out to be like secret Christian rap. <laughs> I never, I never believed them to be a religious band, but I mean, I guess I can. I'm up so, to so like their the entire bands. catalog was like building up to this massive reveal. They were like, "Just you wait. There's gonna be the the truth of the Joker or whatever the fuck they called it." It's like when you play Insane Clown Posse records backwards. It's like a, it's like gospel music. Well, well, no, it was just like, "Hey guys, there's our the, our music has a deep lore to it." And we're going to reveal it on our final, on our penultimate album. Then their pen- or like penultimate album comes out, and it's like, "Hey, Jesus is dope, yo!" Is the <laughs> ultimate truth behind the insane clown posse? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, here we go. Seeking to refuel after a long day of navigating through this communist-occupied, hyper-industrialized wasteland, Sonic stopped at a nearby bar. Hyper-industrialized from- wasteland. Sonic stopped at a nearby bar and dismounted from his metallic steed. As he opened the door, the distinct aroma of dank beer and spilt blood quickly assaulted his nose. Inside, Sonic was greeted by a crowd of drunken communist soldiers harassing the patrons of the bar for their own twisted amusement. The sound of a gunshot echoed throughout the room and was almost immediately drowned out by the raucous laughter that followed. That'll show those American bastards fucking with us. Take this one outside and leave him with the rest. He'll, he started to smell like shit. The leader of the Marxist thugs lowered a shotgun, waving for his men to remove the American corpse splayed out on the floor that he had just slain. Sonic's spastic colon churned with disgust at the sight. 
This brutish hedgehog muscled his way through the crowd and took a seat near the counter. He then turned to the mortified bartender, emptied all the shekels from his wallet. That means he's Jewish, I think. And pushed them in his direction. <laughs> silver shekels. I think a shekels Hebrew, right, is like the currency of there. I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure where the shekel is from. But why are we using shekel? Okay, it is in Israeli America. currency. I think it's. I think it's the money of Israel. But I could be wrong. I don't. I, I, I went to the Google machine. It's and it definitely you. not the American dollar. So let me get this straight. Israelis are communists now, and they've taken over America. <laughs> I, but I one guess. man who listens to insane clown posse that's actually a hedgehog is going to save us. Yep, that's exactly what's going to happen. And, and <laughs> okay. we're going to hear Sonic speak right now. Okay, I'm bought in now. Let's go. <laughs> I'm probably going to fuck this place up in a few minutes, so I guess I should buy something. Make yourself useful and give me a plate of chicken tendies, all right? The white meat kind. I don't want none of that other peasant shit. Sonic <laughs> likes chili dogs. There's, there's one thing that you could have done. If there's he one thing you should have had him oh, order. Right. The white meat kind. None of that other peasant shit. That's the that's the canon food for Sonic. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's in Sonic the Hedgehog Make America Great Again by America vs. Warlord. I don't know what makes me angrier, the fact that he did that or the fact that I know he should order hedgehog <laughs> order hot dogs. Ah! The leader of the thugs pulled up a stool and took a seat parallel to Sonic. He cocked his head to the side, gazing upon the hedgehog's impossibly statuesque muscles that were heavily scarred from decades of battle. That thing on your arm, it's an American flag, right? That's interesting, because I thought those kinds of symbols were outlawed after the Ameripocalypse under the penalty of death. You wouldn't happen to be some kind of filthy American, would you? The man asked, pointed his knurled fingers towards the tattoo of a bald eagle shining glorious hues of red, white, and blue upon Sonic's left bicep. Maybe the eagle's on top of the flag. The e- it's a it's one of those tattoos that's like a hol- you remember those DVD boxes in the early two thousands? Oh yeah, and you tipped where, it they were one holographic. Way a different picture. Yeah, that's what it is. If you look at it from one angle, it's an eagle. If you look at it from another angle, it's an American flag. Okay, okay. Uh, sure, that was really easy to tattoo on. The hedgehog ignored <laughs> his charged words. Instead, he turned his gaze towards the waitress of the bar. Hey, bitch, where the hell are those goddamn chicken denties I ordered? He asked with a snarl, raising his guttural voice well above the din of the bar's patrons, because everyone characterizes Sonic's voice as guttural. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gone from, like, the typical, like, you're too slow to, hey, bitch! <laughs> Where's those damn chicken tendies? I'm Sonic the Hedgehog! <laughs> Clearly, you must not have heard me the first time. This inbred, freedom-hating socialist placed his hand upon the hedgehog's shoulders and wow, stared a lot him of right in the face. About this guy. In a show of force, he removed his pocket knife and held it against Sonic's throat as he spoke. This is communist territory, you hear? So you will it's play nice and leave quietly. Or will my boys and I have to teach you some respect? 
Sonic casually removed the joint from between his lips and blew a ring of a ring of smoke in the face of his assailant. Sorry, I was too blazed out of my mind to pay attention to what you just said. Did you want something from me? He asked with a cool, composed smile. The wicked cultural Marxist and his men snarled at the sight of Sonic. I thought he was just a regular Marxist. <laughs> no, he's a cultural Marxist and his men snarled at the sight of Sonic's unbridled patriotism, shunning the holy light of America like a slag shuns the poor. The communist grabbed Sonic by the back of the head and forced his face to the table. I'm the one asking questions right now, fuckface. Where should Guevara's soldiers? We rule this city. Do you even realize... Thank you. Do you realize the situation you're in right now, you bourgeoisie piece of shit? I'm glad to know that even after 50 million years, Che is still the most enduring symbol of casual Marxism. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna skip a par- we're gonna skip a- the whole paragraph, nothing happens. But then at the last sentence, uh, Sonic stabs uh, the communist with a knife and like s- splits his whole hand in two. And the communist says, You goddamn capitalist baka, you're gonna pay for that with your <laughs> <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Nani? <laughs> <laughs> the victim of the of this American's divine fuck rage howled with pain. He stumbled backwards and signaled for his comrades to step in with his uninjured hand. Before they could strike, Sonic reached into his trench coat and withdrew his dual machine guns, the preferred weapons of choice for any upright man of the cro- of the cloth. <laughs> and then he fights for a while, and then. He says, it's because killing communists really turns me on. It's time to rock the fuck out. You know, I'm going to be honest here. I'm really rooting against Sonic now. <laughs> because, Sonic? like, these Marxists, they use shekels. They <laughs> they speak Japanese yeah. intermixed with their regular language. Like, these seem like perfectly fine multicultural people. And Sonic's going around smoking joints, swearing at waitresses. <laughs> And, and just listening to terrible music. It's the ICP that's that's getting you the most, right? Oh, of course. Uh, Sonic rocked out to the black metal of the gods on his guitar and charged the head, hmm. viciously hacking apart every member of the communist party foolish enough to stand in his way. USA, USA, USA. His wispy chest hair fluttered in the wind as his blood-soaked guitar came crashing down, shattering the skulls of the Marxist soldiers splaying out before him. Has this Adam person Steve? ever seen a picture of Sonic before? I'm genuinely curious if he knows what Sonic Maybe was. he's a werehog right now, Quinn. Oh, right, that. Adam and Steve meet Smith and Wesson. Sonic mounted atop his Harley and drove in circles around the oh, bar. Oh, so these these Marxists are apparently gay too now as well. He was interrupted by the sound of an explosion coming from the distance. A hulking figure of star-spangled fuck ferocity swaggered out from the infernal of the blast, standing still and unflinching as a downpour of communist icor and afterbirth rained down on them from above. So I guess they're all pregnant, the communists. The star-spangled aura emanating from his bare chest and abs sent the communist host into a frenzy. Denoting this mysterious warrior was no mere child of mortal men, he beamed wide, revealing the golden grill emblazoned upon his teeth that had the phrase, Can't stump the Trump, chiseled into its surface. You're late, dick sleeve. You know I could have slayed the fuck out of these guys without your help, Trump. Sonic groused at his aloof partner, unwilling to admit he'd just saved him from certain doom. 
Donald Trump tossed his designer scarf over his shoulder and shrugged. I'm glad to see you're still the same whack-ass motherfuckers ever, Sonic Cun. Now, how about we show these goddamn commies how America rolls? Did Donald Trump just call him Sonic Coon? Yes. And did this just become a buddy cop comedy? <laughs> yes, and so now Sonic and Trump kill Che Guevara. But that's not the point. Here's the best part. Sonic tore his belt asunder, freeing his raging demon erection from its prison oh of venom. Oh, sweet his Christ, pants no. dropped to his ankles and revealed his throbbing oh, Christ, cyborg no. member that doubled as a shotgun, a killing machine of flaming <laughs> fuck death that he christened. <laughs> Wait, what? what? I need that, to hear that phrase again. What was that phrase? <laughs> a killing machine of flaming fuck death that he christened the judgment dick. The hedgehog cocked his cock and released a salvo of cleansing hellfire from his artificial genitals, utterly annihilating the Marxist lord and bringing an end to his reign of terror. Same time next week, right? You bring the communists, I'll bring the genocide. Donald Trump chuckled as he rose to his feet to stare up at the smog-filled sky. Sonics beat his fist against Trump's own and walked off in the direction of the rising sun. Hell yeah, motherfucker. Even if it kills me. I'm going to make America great again. Oh, wait, no. Hold on. Harambe. I'm fighting this war. Okay, no, no, no. We're calling it here. That is even the end. If it can't, hold, that is the end of this story. This we podcast on, is over. <laughs> no, but that's the end line. Can I read the end line again? No. That was a garbage <laughs> fire. Um, I'm going to go gargle some battery acid and see if that cleanses. Oh, is that what your fanfic is called? Whatever that was. I uh, know. No, that's just what I'm going to do right listeners, now. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. So, um, I would say I'm going to do a palate cleanser, but that's not what fictional fans is about. <laughs> this is about us really punishing the world for daring to allow this shit to exist. So... I have also brought an example of fine Sonic memorabilia. So, so my fic is not as um, horrifying in the same ways as George's. Um, let's, you know what? Let's go for a nice rom-com, guys. Oh, I love those. All right. They're, they're so, they have such nice humor in them. Th this is worthy of a Katherine Heigl movie, to be sure. This is My Brother's Bride by Shadow X Rouge Forever 14. Okay. Those are those are Sonic characters, right? Yes. yes. London, 9.04 p.m. You can hear the sound of cars on the road and people of all ages enjoying themselves on this peaceful night. Although near Jubilee Gardens off Belvedere Road was a nice apartment a couple stories high, on the third floor of this complex you can hear yelling and things are being thrown on the floor left and right as the young couple were screaming at each other. By the looks of it, they were in an argument. Suddenly, a female pink hedgehog came out and just threw the TV straight on the floor, making it crack and causing it to short circuit. As soon as that happened, a blue hedgehog came out and started yelling at the pink hedgehog. What did you do, Amy? You broke my new LED TV! Oh, no. It's so expensive. I haven't even paid the full amount yet. Are you insane? <laughs> in tarot bang, shouted the blue hedgehog as he was furious with Amy. I am not insane. You are! We've been together for five years, but you still can't be on time for a date. 
and we then picked up a book and threw it at him. You're Sonic. Just, You're literally the last person in the world who can be late for things. Threw it through and threw it at him, making him jump as it hit at his feet. I was waiting at King's Cross for past one hour. Grow up! Sonic then took a deep breath to calm down a bit and then finally spoke. Look, what's the big deal? Everyone's got some weaknesses or the other. My weakness is that I'm a little lax when it comes to matters of time. Once again, so what's Sonic. the big deal? Screw you. What's the big deal? You can't wash the bloody dishes after you eat. As she points to the kitchen sink. You can't keep your side of the bed tidy. You can't empty out the ashtray into the dustbin. You bloody dirty pig. And he looks up at her with a surprised face as Amy continued to yell at him. You know, Sonic, Mum was always right. You will never understand me. I changed for you. I became a proper Indian girl. Even the way I dress. <laughs> I've never even learned how... <laughs> Why did she become an Indian? How can you become an Indian? I've even learned how to make rice and beans just for you. Because that's a fucking trial. <laughs> oh, put them in water and boil them. Oh, no. <laughs> Sonic finally had enough of her bickering and decided to talk back. He clasped his hands together over his head and spoke in a harsh tone to keep, <coughs> to keep Amy quiet. This is literally giving me cancer. I'm dying. Oh, no. <laughs> Hey, thanks a lot, but I don't want all this. I don't like traditionally dressed Indian girls. Why can't you understand this? Taking a deep breath, Sonic looked to Amy as she still showered her anger, or showed her anger in her face and wanted to keep yelling at him, but she decided to listen to him. Listen, when we first met, you had the spark in you. You were charming. You were wild. You were open about things. You had this really good energy. But now, now you've become a British cow. And rice and beans? David in Oxford Street makes better rice and beans than you. As Sonic finally finished his statement, Amy was starting to burst into tears. Because that's how you calm your girlfriend down, guys. You insult um, her cooking. You, you insult them and tell them that they're not even what you want. <laughs> wow. Mum's right. Indian guys like you only come to London for money, Wait, not Sonic's love. Indian you, <laughs> you Indians have no respect for anything. You are classless and cheap. The, we're now going to a Dragon Ball C style inner monologue. Cheap. Did she really call me that? Thought Sonic. Amy then began to walk out the door until Sonic stopped right in her tracks, finally using that super speed of his. Hey, coconut, he shouted as Amy turned around, biting her thumbnail as she was nervous about what he was going to say next. I don't want you to next. be an Indian girl. I want you to be a piece of fruit. If I continue to be with you, I'll need to pop a few pills of aspirin every day. Do you think I, if you're born in Britain, you're automatically British? You know what you actually are? You're a British-born, confused, deci- A BBCD. I have no British idea what a deci is. Casting network. A British-born confused Desi. BBCD. Enough, okay? That's it. Enough. I just can't take it. It's finished. Over. <coughs> As Sonic turned his back to her and walked a few steps away with both his hands on his head, he looked down in frustration as Amy looked at him with her arms crossed in confusion. Means? Was all that Amy could say, trying to figure out what it all that all meant. It was quiet for a couple seconds until Sonic looked at her fi and finally spoke. Means break up. He put both of his arms in the air, showing what he really meant what he said. Amy started to cry and grabbed her purse and started to leave. Fine! Break up! 
She then opened the door and started to walk out. Mom was right! You are classless and cheap! Amy started to walk out until Sp Sonic spoke again. You and your mum can go to hell. Mina rose from Surat. Come here with high hopes to become a Brit. <coughs> Sonic held on the door as Amy finally stepped out looking back at him. Still in tears. You are a dog, Sonic! Still better than <coughs> no, being I'm a, a Guju rose from London. <laughs> Bye! Just then, Sonic slammed the door at Amy's face, leaving her to run home and cry in her bed. Sonic then leaned back... Leaned his back on the door, trying to calm down after what just happened. He closed his eyes and landed his hand on his head. Shit, 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 shit. Just then, he grew a smile and opened his eyes. Shit. Breakup? <laughs> Breakup. He th turned around, smiling and banged his fist on the front door softly, as he was finally happy that he broke up with Amy. Or was he? Wait. Well, there's the first chapter. Let me know if you like Wait, it. But aren't they, like, aren't they canon... In love, though? I, I, I cannot claim to be the arbiter of Sonic lore here, but I think it's supposed to be a matter of Amy loves Sonic, and Sonic is generally too into whatever his own thing is to even really notice. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's totally in line with his character, then. This person knows how to stick to canon uh, character traits. Yes, and has really done a great job of expanding canon. I, for one, did not realize Sonic was from India. I, for one, didn't know that Sonic the Hedgehog was a dog. What the fuck is a Desi? Is what I want uh, to know. How do you spell it? Let's see. I'm Googling it. Desi. Local. It means local. Huh. Why not just say local? British-born confused local was what Sonic called her. Okay. Anyways, Quinn, I'm sure you have some further filth to inflict oh, upon us. I have some filth. This filth goes by the name Sonic the Hedgehog, Iris Awakening, by Tornadic Lightning. After mysterious events happen, one entity, determined to kill everyone, causes mass genocide across the world. Who is this person, or what is it? And can Sonic it be Hedgehog? stopped? We will just have to see. The night was calm and peaceful. The warm August wind blew through the streets of the city. Nobody could have expected what was about to happen. Why would they? There were no signs of any sort of invasion, and the one horrible thing that did happen already passed. Earlier that day, a local school was broken into. There was a huge hole in the side of it, and they just got done extinguishing the fires. Thankfully, it looked like a... It looked like a moment nobody was killed. Everybody thought the bad things were would be over for at least a week or so, because, you know, these things come in cycles. However, mm -hmm. at this point, everything was just a countdown clock until the appending doom. In approximately six hours, the entirety of the world population would be in danger. However, nobody knew it was coming. Except you, because I'm trying to really bang it into your head something bad's about to happen. The sun rose into the warm summer mo morning. It started off normal enough. People were making their daily commutes. There was still no sign that anything would really go wrong. As the sun rose higher and higher, the impending doom, capitalized, was getting closer and closer, and yet still nobody realized what was coming, nor did anybody care. Most attacks ended in a few fatalities. Not this one. This one would be different. It would end in the biggest catastrophe the world has ever seen. 
the Ameripocalypse. Mm, oh yeah, no, we found the prologue to yours. T-minus two hours until the attack begun. Sonic was sitting on a rooftop, doing not really anything since nothing was happening, there was nothing for him to do. This made him bored, so he decided to go out and explore a little bit. He checked on the blown apart school. It seemed that the wreckage and debris from whatever happened yesterday had been cleaned up. He could still see the massive hole in the wall and destroyed hallways and classroom that construction crews were scrambling to fix. He began to think to himself, oh, by the way, I should mention that was one sentence, like that whole thing from T minus two hours to now. Oh, All wow. there were was one just, sentence? and that was just commas, just commas. Like I said, the run on sentence is a perfect literary tool to illustrate just how fast Sonic is. He wasn't fast. He was sitting on a rooftop. That's how fast he is. He was is. not really doing anything since nothing was happening. Even sitting still, he is still faster than all of us. Who did this, and why? Usually, he would know about it, but all the witnesses did not get a clear face on the person who stormed in. Apparently, he stormed in on a robotic suit, fogged up the area with debris so nobody could see what he was doing, and left. People thought that that was the end of it. Maybe just a terrorist attack. However, Sonic wanted to figure out what the reason was, why someone would do this, and who did it. T-minus one hour until the attack began. People began to become suspicious when the whole thing, as more information began to spread around the whole incident. Leaked information about how the person blew into the school, then did something concealed from view, began to worry the general public. However, they could not do anything now, except for all the police, high-ranked officials, on high alert and wait. All they could do was wait. So what you're saying is, is we're fucked. We're fucked. We don't know why. Fuck is coming, and we have an exact clock, but we don't know what the fuck is. How do we have this clock? Is it a literal clock? Well, apparently Who everything is a clock until the impending doom. Okay. T-minus ten minutes until the attack begun. There was a huge crowd gathered by one of the big skyscrapers in the city. Apparently, something really suspicious was happening in there. Sonic decided to watch and check it out. The door to the basement was locked. No forces could get inside it. It seemed to be bolted shut. Looking through the window, they could see nothing but darkness. T-minus one minute until the attacks began. People were starting to become really worried. Now suspicions arose about the building. Only about 50 seconds passed later, and the building burst into flames! The building oh no. exploded, instantly wiping out hundreds of people within the blast radius. The remaining people looked up into the sky in horror, as floating in the sky was a person surrounded by a black cloud. The black cloud made it hard to make any significant observation about the appearance, but the figure looked like a girl. It looked like she was smiling. Her eyes beamed red, surrounded with black. In fact, tons of black fluid was dripping down her body. By the way, if you're ever writing anything professional, don't use in fact. Also, this black cloud does not seem to be actually obscuring our view at all. No, no. Sonic's <laughs> eyes are just really fast so he can see everything. His eyes are fast, so he sees faster than the smoke. You think this would be some story about an edgy character blowing up the world, but no, it's a bait-and-switch about Sonic going to the optometrist. He can, just, he, he can just run around the smoke and see it really fast. 
They did not get a good look until the figure rushed at the crowd, wiping out every single one of the spectators. This was just the beginning of a long attack on the people that would severely damage the world's population. Death count at this time, 6,789. The attacks That's not going to damage the population of the world when it's in the billions. At this time, I imagine it will get bigger. So this is the first chapter of another Dark Sonic story I'm trying to do. Tell me if you guys like it. This story started off a little mysterious, but that is what I am aiming for. Your questions will be cleared up later in the story, because that's how stories work. See, I have many questions. This author is very effective, because I have many questions. I mean, it was dark, but with all the dark smoke everywhere. In the dark cloud. I don't know if these questions will be answered... Because my questions are mostly ones of, like, existentialism. But I'm, I'm encouraged I to here? see that this story works, in fact. What, what drove me to this point in life where I'm having the story read to me? Just why? Who, who was responsible for this? Why does God allow suffering? <laughs> why are we here just to suffer? Something, yeah, something played like I can else. still feel my fingers. Hmm. Hmm. There's... There's a different, definite difference in tone between your two stories and, and what I brought. Definite sort of, uh, I had a speed bump of uh, relationship issues, re- briefly interrupting the end of the fucking world. <laughs> and so that's it. Those are our three stories that we have brought to you guys today. So, uh, everyone, which one was your favorite? The, right now, as it's ending. <laughs> My favorite is the conclusion, because it means we get to stop. I like the part where the podcast group reads wonderful pieces of literature, and they don't hate themselves afterwards. That really spoke to me. Yeah, I, I, I would say, in all ge- genuineness, um, I didn't fully understand what was going on in, in any of the stories. Um... But I suppose I liked your story the best, Quinn, because... It's the shortest? It, well, there was that. That was definitely a strong contender. But it also seemed to be uh, the most worthy of an intro to a Sonic the Hedgehog video yeah, game. Yeah, it looks like you'd get an actual <laughs> Sonic game out of this. I mean, I don't know. There's seven more yeah. chapters after this. Like, like my story, maybe a nice Sonic Light novel could be made out of it. Yeah, there's not. There aren't really any platforms he can jump off of in your story. Awesome. Yeah, and and as far as yours, there's no way yours, George. There's no way Sega would allow that to be made. You don't think you don't think they'd be all on board a boss fight where you walk up to Doctor Ed- Eggman and like take your pants off and shoot him with your dick. Yeah, you believe it or not, like you no. Have to, you have to like jump on his head to knock him down low enough, and 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 also I have to say, your your story, George, was like one long continuous air horn of memory. <laughs> so for that reason, I feel like I have to just not encourage it. <laughs> There's 35 chapters of that story, and we will be reading no more. In fact, it was it was a mistake to read the first one. I couldn't bring myself Do you think to click God on the hides second in heaven of that because story, he too is afraid of his creations. Fourth, fifth, sixth, but I really hope that each one features like a different president and they go and fight communists together because that'd be kind of I'm going to tell you right now it's it's all going to be Donald Trump. I don't know. I mean, I can see it. like it going back and like he like gets he gets to like, you know, the best one is you know Washington. 
The title of the series is Sonic the Hedgehog Make America Great Again. Alright then, well guys, that was the first episode of Fictional Fans. Uh, if you like this, you can subscribe to us through uh, any sort of podcasting application you have. We're going to be available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. There's even going to be a version of this up on YouTube. Although it won't have any video or animation or anything like that. Don't go into that with too many expectations. I would like to apologize. Just just, just put out a good general apology. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm not going to do it to you all again. Because I will. On a weekly basis. Just I'm sorry. <laughs> Alright, that is our show. And we will see you next week. Later days. Bye. I am the brown streak, Quinn the Hedgehog, and joining me from across the tubes is a couple of my friends. They are... Hi, Austin. I'm Sonic George the Human. <laughs> Fuck! We probably should have agreed on an order before we started! <laughs> hey, okay, yeah, yeah first episode. Alright, George, then Austin. Okay, okay, there. Okay, okay. So let's restart, let's restart. <laughs> Dude, okay, fine.